And normally, news of creating 60,000 jobs would be great. The, you know, government would be, hey, look at us, look what we're doing. Um, but it's not good news when inflation's in play. Uh, Tiff Macklin making pretty clear last December that we need less jobs. And if we create more jobs, then people are going to have to lose jobs because his job now is to get inflation down as quickly as possibly. And when you get good job numbers, that makes it harder for him. So here we are today with job numbers at 60,000, 60,000 jobs created. And um, that's not good news. So what does this mean? Next Wednesday, July 12th, we are expecting uh, something from the Bank of Canada. The banks are saying, don't raise rates. Don't you jack those rates again. But look at the job numbers. I don't know what this means. And then, of course, we've got that BC port strike that is uh, now in day seven. So what are we going to be seeing? Does this change anything? Does it tell the story? Let us ask someone who is likely watching this very closely. Moishe Lander is an economist with Concordia University. Uh, Moishe Lander, and economist with Concordia. Good to have you. Do we have you? I, I know how to use my phone. Good morning. Oh, there you go. Hey, I love that. Don't worry. Hey, uh, I still like the rotary dial phone, so I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. So what should we take from these, uh, these job numbers? Oh, I don't know. It's it's confusing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it is. And it's worse when an economist says, I don't know. It's like, oh, God, what does well, that I, mean? I think that's what yeah. most of us say. Um, yeah. 60,000 jobs were created. That's good. Uh, but the number of people that are looking for work also increased. So what you actually see is that the unemployment rate went up, which is counterintuitive, yeah. right, when all these jobs are being created. It just means that there's more people that have jumped into the labor force than there were jobs that were created for them. And so that's what's pushing unemployment rate up. That's the second month in a row then that this has started to creep up. That could actually be good news. So even though you said 60,000 jobs created might be bad news, the fact that the mm. unemployment rate is rising, that might be good news here. And so this is what the Bank of Canada now has to decide is, is the 60,000 the thing to worry about or is the rising yeah. unemployment rate the thing to worry about? Right, because uh, we did have 110,000 full-time positions last month. Uh, so this isn't as good as that. So maybe they'll they'll be able to play with the numbers. I, I don't know. But there's a lot of concern that uh, on Wednesday, um, you know, Tiff Macklin might raise these rates again by, point, you know, 25 points. I, I don't know. And then you've got the CIBC and other banks saying, y you can't do this. We've got people coming in for mortgages of 87 years and we just did this. This can't happen. And so where his priority is inflation. The banks is not letting people lose their house or, or a lot of houses being lost and, and sitting in their place. So what's the balance here? Yeah, so this is this is a once in a 50 year phenomenon. So usually when we see the economy overheating, increasing interest rates is the easiest way to just slow things down, right? It, it discourages borrowing, it discourages spending, it encourages saving. Uh, but part of what we've been seeing has been driven by supply chain issues. You mentioned in the intro yeah. the, the strike in BC and how that's going to disrupt supply chains again. Interest rates don't help that. They, they don't do anything mm -hmm. for that. The supply chains need to be reoriented uh, and no amount of interest rate adjustments will do that. So now the issue is, is the economy slowing down because we've taken all of that excess demand out of the economy, therefore we don't really need to increase interest rates? Or is it that we still have supply chain issues which are driving prices higher? I think the good news out of the report here is not just that the unemployment rate went up, although that's not necessarily a good thing, but uh, <laughs> it, it's also that we saw that wage growth slowed. And so one of the mm. things with all of this inflation that we've been seeing over the last 18 months is that it's been coming from those supply chain issues and from excessive consumer demand. The fact that wages didn't rise quickly 
meant that that wasn't a contributor to inflation. So when you started to see wages rising, we say, oh my gosh, this is going to spill over into prices too. That's another source of inflation, but this seems to be calming. Uh, this might be a, a, a positive sign that the Bank of Canada, if they increase interest rates, they can probably say, this is it, we're done. Uh, and so that might even calm the fears then of the CIBC and other banks saying, stop doing this. They might say, okay, we're stopping, but with this one. Yeah, it doesn't change the fact, though, that there are a lot of people that are really, really struggling. And because we're just going into that period, and I think we're still a bit early, where we haven't really seen the drag effect. You know, people have been able to move things around, maybe use their card, maybe kind of shift that around. But, the, the, you know, eventually the wall's going to be hit. And so maybe we're just getting into that next chapter. So there is a lot to consider in this. There is there is very much real struggle. And it's going to be with us, whether or not we get to 2%, like overnight, it's going to be there for a while. Yeah, and, and you know, the Bank of Canada knows full well that when they increase interest rates, it takes about 18 to 24 months before it had its full effect. So if you remember mm. last summer at this time, that's when we were getting those big one percentage point increases per meeting, uh, where now we're talking about a quarter of a percentage point. So, you know, even those interest rates from last year haven't still fully worked their way through the economy. So yeah. this is kind of the... the, the the bad analogy that I've been using is that if anybody's ever gone on a diet, you know, you want to lose some weight, the first 10 pounds is the easy part. It's the last 10 pounds that's the hard part. So the Bank of Canada has succeeded really well in getting inflation down from eight to three and a half. That's that last little bit that they need to squeeze out. And so right now, they're just trying to push interest rates up to say, look, this is the nudge to make sure that everybody understands we're committed to two. We're going to do whatever we have to, even if it means creating unemployment, even if it means generating a recession. But we want you, the consumer, to keep that in mind, that we're committed. You need to remain committed. And if we can squeeze that mm. last 1%, you know, we're done. This is it. And, mm. and by comparison, how high are interest rates? 7%? Uh, you and I probably can remember a time where 7% would be a dream if we could have interest rates. Well, I remember I remember 21%, but I also remember the banks showing up at the house and taking that. Like, you know, it's like, I remember a lot from the childhood. I mean, this isn't the first time we've gone through hard times, but it is hard when you're in it. It is a very hard place to be, and when you just don't see the relief. I know Christian Freeland said last week, we're kind of at the, we're all going to see the light soon. I'm like, yeah, no, we're not, we're not going to see it that soon. It's <laughs> still quite a ways off for a lot of people. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it's maybe a testament then to how well uh, the economy has been stewarded over the last couple of decades. That the fact that we're talking about a recession that's probably going to be very mild by historical standards, uh, the fact yeah. that we're talking about inflation being at 3.5% and we're gnashing our teeth saying, oh, this is terrible, uh, and interest rates reaching maybe 7% uh, on lines of credit or mortgages – you know, relatively speaking, we've gotten really comfortable with an economy that hums along well. And so, you know, a, a recession is hard on anybody who's suffering from that. But it's actually a good thing. It's that chance to reset, to refocus. And it's the same as, as individuals. You know, you, you have a little bit too much fun on the weekend. You maybe need a day to just kind of bum around the house and not do anything. Uh, it makes you sharper when you come back out. I think the economy's had maybe a little bit too much fun for a while here and we need that chance to just settle down and reset. Yeah, it is. It is very hard, though. When when it, when you're going through it, no question, no question about it. You feel like it'll it'll never end. How concerned and at what point? You know, we're in day seven of this BC port strike. It's not a small thing. I mean, it's about five to six billion um, every week that this goes on. And it's going to go on now for a while because even if they order it back, we're looking at two three weeks before they get that port running. At what point 
Are you concerned and other economists that this is going to start aggravating inflation? N- never mind supply chains and then kind of put us back into this cycle. And do you think that Tiff Macklem would be looking at that situation and factoring that in? Yeah. So remember, like I said, Alex, the supply chain issues will not be fixed by interest rates. So in terms of what right. Tiff Macklem. Yeah. But it drives costs up, though. Right. And if that's the case, then interest rates are not going to fix that. So that's not going to be his concern here. Uh, And and that's not going to be a justification for him to increase interest rates. That almost seems to be piling on pain that, hey, because there's a port strike, let me give you an interest rate increase to teach you a lesson. Um, What he's going to do, though, he's going to say that the bigger concern is that the longer the port strike goes on, the Mm. more a recession becomes a reality, right? Because we're we're going to see that this starts to disrupt supply chains. And at what point do employers down the line say, all right, you know what, you can't come into work today because we don't have the parts that we need to run our daily operations. So it, it could actually come around from the other side where the economy starts to slow down as a result. Uh, if that's the case, then Tiff Backlund might be inclined to kind of back off and say, all right, I might hold off on this interest rate yeah. increase to give the port a, a chance to get back uh, online. And of course, uh, even if the port's back online, uh, it's through the, the Rockies right now, uh, concerns about things like uh, forest fires is yet another yeah. potential supply chain constraint that could disrupt transportation. Oh, it's just when it rains, it pours, doesn't it? But nonetheless, we'll wait and see what the story is on Wednesday, and hopefully it's a, a good story or, or, or an easier story. Appreciate your time. Anytime. Have a great weekend. That is a Moishe Lander, who's an economist with uh, Concordia University.